Something happens to you when you leave this town. The farther away, the hazier it all gets. But me, I never left. I remember all of it. That was long overdue. Get it? Because we're in a library. It's the Boiling Rojas podcast, episode 99. It's been way too long. It has. It sounds different, doesn't it? Of course it does. Because we're recording this on a phone. Long story. Don't want to get into it right now. We don't need to talk about it. (sighs) That damn Sasquatch. (laughs) He's strong, man. You got to watch out. Anyway, that's Nick Boyle. I'm Nick Rojas. And we came into 2019 with probably like... I don't know. We always come in with a handful of movies that we're very excited about going into each year. There's a handful of ones. And towards the top of the list was a sequel to a movie we saw in 2017. That movie was It. And now in 2019, September of 2019, we have It Chapter 2. Boyle, want to read the quick synopsis on IMDb? Of course I do. 27 years after their first encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, the Losers Club have grown up and moved away. Until a devastating phone call brings them back. Ooh, that is a nice synopsis. Whoever wrote that on IMDb did a good job. <laughs> wow. Podcast inception there. Podcast on another podcast. Hopefully we don't get uh, in trouble for that copyright. We just got fined. Damn. Um, no, so this movie is obviously a sequel to the 2017 film, which we mentioned before, based off the book written by Stephen King. Again, you, most of you probably already know this, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, Boyle uh, came in here with, uh, you know, I would say as the year was progressing, I was getting more and more excited. I loved the casting decisions. I was ready to go, excited to see it. And um, I guess quickly, we'll just get into this really quickly. I was entertained by this movie, but certainly didn't get the warm and fuzzy, like, excited feeling I got leaving the first movie. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. And I, I think that... Oh my gosh, I paid for this ticket and then I'm going to get in trouble for... Oh, I did too. How long do we got? 15 minutes. I thought you had 30. No. Ooh. We got to go. Pause. All right, boy, what did you think? What were you about to say? Unpause. <laughs> we're back. Uh, I said that I did... I, I can see where you were coming from with that, with I just felt like... I kind of knew going into this, I've already seen the original, as I said, if you listen, um, actually, no, did we do it? The original one? Yeah. 2017, we were already doing the podcast. I'm just wondering what episode it was, but, um, yeah, so my point is, is that like, I knew a lot going into this and I knew kind of like where this movie was going to go. Um, just to bring myself back in, I did watch the first one last night before we came to this, which I actually found gave you some good Easter eggs and still had that same flow like the original did when the first and the second movie are first and second part. I should say there are two parts in that movie. Um, there's a, there's an intermission part and, uh, it did the same thing. It had some good continuation. I feel like with a two year span, whereas that all came out at once, like this had a two year span and they were still able to do, do some of the 
Uh, same thing with the characters that they've encountered in the first movies then kind of brought like that in as an Easter egg. Like there was a scene I leaned over to you and was like, oh, he got thrown up in the first movie. Like funny, you know what I mean? And um, there was different things like that that I just like, you know, really tickled my fancy. But I, I know what you mean by it wasn't as scary as the first one. You didn't not like um, it was it was good. But the first one has a different effect. And truthfully, in the original, it's the same feeling. Like, the beginning, the first half is like, because you don't really know what this realm is, and you don't really understand what's going on, and then the second you feel that empowerment and all that stuff, you know what I mean? So, um, I can understand that going into this, and walking away, you guys feeling like that, but I still had a wicked appreciation for this movie, and liked it just as much as the first one. I, I really thought that they did a good job, like you said, with casting. Um, I, I really appreciated the way these characters all were like spitting images of who they were as kids. And some of them were freakily close. And I loved that. Like, I, I loved the casting of this movie and how they did it. I mean, these, these actors and actresses really brought these kid actors and actresses to life and, and the dynamic between the two. And, and you still got that, you know, those kids in the older version too, you know, in part two and, I just thought it all meshed really, really well. I still think you had your suspicious, your your scary moments, while at the same point, um, you you almost felt a little bit stronger too. Like, yeah, you know, it's not real, and and I kind of appreciate that about it. And the story is like, you know, trying to tell yourself during a scary movie, trying to really like not psych yourself out and be like, oh, you know what, like this isn't real, this isn't real. Like, I appreciate that that is kind of the message in here, like believing that you can overcome your fears and stuff. And, and, uh, I, I really appreciate that. And, and Pennywise's character itself, like I think is dynamic in the sense of how do you make Pennywise scarier? And I'll go into that first. Yeah. I mean, I'll go into that afterwards. Cause I, I want to let, um, I want to let you talk a little bit about the movie before I get into that. Okay. So lots to unpack there. Yeah. Casting, like you said, that was one of the things that stuck out to me. They did an excellent job not only casting people that looked like the characters from the first movie, but the actors then did a good job of embodying those characters uh, much older. I am going to take a different approach to what you said, Boyle. I'm going to speak negatively about this movie. I think that the plotting and structure of this movie was just felt disjointed, really. It was following very—obviously, it was like very formulaic at the beginning— like, we have only a limited amount of time to catch up with each of our seven characters, our main characters from the first movie. And then it was just kind of, you know, they're off doing their own thing, and it's just like each person has their own kind of thing that they're trying to overcome, but then we're doing flashbacks, and then each person has like kind of like a message they're trying to get across, but I'm not quite sure that that message really got across effectively throughout the movie. It's like, okay, what's their story arc? Um, for, this me for me, this movie didn't build off the original, as good sequels tend to, I think that the sequel was just kind of a mixed bag in terms of you're getting them young, you're getting them older, you're getting them with this storyline, this, this character development. It just kind of, I don't know. And since I didn't see the original one, sure, that might have had an impact. But just as a movie-going experience, this one just, it felt really clunky to me. But do you feel like you it, felt that way because... Like I, I felt more attached to it and understood and appreciate the storylines more. I feel like because I watched the first like 
last night because let me put it to you this way there were things that went on that I could tell you just didn't understand because you hadn't seen the first one recently there were things that I didn't even remember from the first one I didn't care I didn't care to want to understand it but this movie didn't make me want to care but I'm saying like there were things that happened that connected to this movie in a sense that it's like if because the whole point of this movie is you're really supposed to watch from it one through it two. Like, there isn't supposed to be a break. It's not supposed to be two different movies with a two-year gap that you haven't seen this. That's not the purpose of this. I don't want to. the way the book I don't want to give this... Uh, I didn't want to give this uh, that cop-out, though. I think that they could have done it. I never read the book either, so again... Yeah. But I just... Because in the book, I, it's all continuous. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just judging this on what I just saw just now, and yeah. it was just... They just made it kind of clunky. But I and again, that all yeah. the goodwill... I get what they were trying to do with, like, you know, all the goodwill we built up with the young characters because we loved the losers as young characters. But that movie benefited from we were able to spend the entire time with those young characters. And this one's kind of going back and forth. We never quite never quite fully feel attached to the older versions of them. And we're, we're still trying to cling back to the younger versions of them. And some of the, I mean, some of the digital de-aging of some of the characters, the young characters, was kind of distracting at times, too. Like... These kid actors are three years older from when they originally filmed it or two years older from when they originally filmed it. And it was very obvious that they were trying to do digital manipulation to try to get them to look younger. It, that's, I mean, that's just a minor thing. That didn't really bother me too much, but I was just like, oh, man, that's, like, really obvious. So I, I don't know. It just, like, it, I don't know. And let's talk about, like, I have never, to- never quite got that sense of dread and fear that I did in the first one. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. And I, I don't want to interrupt you on that because I can agree with you on that. But the part I don't agree is the clunkiness. Uh, I mean, I understand why you see it that way. But again, the way the book is written, the way the original movie is, which is kind of how this is supposed to be perceived. Like, it's cool the way how they actually did the years. Like, even if you look at it that way, like the movie that was made two years ago is actually made in 89. Like, that's when it's supposed to take place. So, like, this is supposed to be now in 2019. Like, they did stuff like that that was so smart and so well thought out in the writing process, actually, with this movie. Um, I appreciate the cameo in the movie. I'm going to leave that at that. I appreciate the, the way that you said it was clunky. And I feel like that's because you didn't watch that first part through because it really is supposed to be a six hour continuous movie. That's an, or series, you know, back in the day it was, it was a, it was a, the original five was part a, one week, 10, 10 mini episodes, 10 so mini it was two episodes. Weeks? Um, I don't really know how they dragged it out, but I just know it was 10 mini episodes. I watched that version and then I watched when they made the movie part, which is identical. It's like same characters pretty much. Um, just meshed together and it was edited poorly. And the biggest thing that people took away from that was that the end was so rushed. The end was terrible. And that was that whole point of the joke throughout the whole movie was nobody liked the original It's ending. And in this one, he was a lot scarier than what technology was back then. So it was a lot better and they did a good they did what they could with the job that they had. And I can appreciate that. So, again, I would like to see your thoughts, which I know you'll probably never do, but it's something you need to, I think, in order to fully grasp this movie is watch one into two and you don't stop. Or you take a one night like I did, like because you 
that clunkiness, I think, will go away. If that I, makes sense. I think that I understand what you're saying, Boyle, but it just if I'm just merely just going off what I just watched mm-hmm. just now, it just it just didn't kind of do it for me. I really like because this isn't. Like, I really like the part. I like part part one of this a lot because part one felt consistent. It flowed naturally. It wasn't doing a lot of flashbacks and just that's the nature of how this second part had to go. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't. It just. Kind of lost momentum for me. Some of the those... third, ironically enough, though, usually with movies like this, I like the first two acts and the third act it falls apart. By like the moment that they get to the, you know, that house, for me that was the best part of the movie. Yeah, and it I was think, the final act. I think that the way the characters all come together too is kind of. I mean, there were. Don't get me wrong. I think that there were parts that were cheesy. There were parts that was. I can see that too. Um... But no, I mean, this movie brought me happiness. I, I really was. It was a continue, a direct like seconds after continuation of the first one. Um, it's funny because the way the first one ends and the way the second one st- starts, like there's no mix up there. However, excuse me, I'm just trying to hiccup. Um, they totally re-recorded the second scenes because I even think the dialogue was a little bit changed, which was weird. And I, I specifically remembered that, and that's why I looked over at you and was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, or whatever. I forgot what I said to you. But very interesting with that whole thing because um, that, that threw me off. But I see why they overlapped it the way they did because you needed that first scene to understand. Because there was a point when you leaned over and you – you didn't understand. I had to like re-emphasize to you, like, what happened. You're like, oh, okay, that makes sense then. Um, but yeah, so the point I wanted to bring up about the scariness of Pennywise was yeah. just that, like I said before, in the original, like he wasn't scary enough, and and I don't think the storylines were the same. By the way, of like like their history. So, for instance, the coin meant a lot to. Um, oh, the token. Token. Yeah, ritual. like, I don't remember exactly all of their storylines in the second part. I'd have to go back and watch that and see if they're the same because I don't remember that. But um, whatever. It doesn't have to be exactly like the original. But uh, it, it, it was it was good to me. And I thought that the Pennywise thing, you know, they made him. You couldn't make him any scarier. He scared you in the first one. You already, you already know who he is. You already know what to expect. You already know what he's pop- capable of. But I did appreciate how much more gruesome he was in this movie, and I can appreciate that. So it wasn't necessarily like – I don't think he could get the spook factor on you, but he could get the gruesome and, like, get in your face factor a little bit more, if that makes Quite sense. Quite literally getting in your face. <laughs> exactly. I feel like there were one or two scenes um, – some people may say in a two hour and 50 minute movie, there's several scenes that could have been cut out, but just re- rethinking in my mind, there are definitely moments and scenes that I think they could have cut out and they could have either made the movie more effective or not affected the movie at all. But again, could have trimmed a little bit of the fat. I don't know. Um, usually from this point when we used to break down movies like, you know, cinematography, all this stuff, I, I really like. I don't think that needs to be discussed as much. This movie's based off the performances and the stories. And uh, quickly, Bill Hader, just a great, great job by him in this movie. I want more Bill Hader. I, I like, I mean, he was great. And, and we had already kind of knew that going in. Like, there were a lot of people saying, like, his performance was spectacular. I really felt that way. I, I really thought he was such a well-rounded character. And the way him and, like, the... um 
the kid who plays him, like, in the first movie. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard. Like, the way that they, like, they were perfectly casted for that character. It was it was so well done. And some of them even, like, with, like, the little boy, um, Eddie and stuff, too, and older Eddie. And I was like, oh, my God, you are spinning image. Like, the, the casting was so well done. Oh, my gosh, man. Like, I, I was pumped about that. And, and. I didn't know too much of it going in, but once you saw it come to life, you know what I mean? Because you see, oh, this one's going to be this one. Okay, this one's going to be, oh, they look a little bit alike. Okay. And then you see their mannerisms and you see the way that they, I thought the acting was actually really well done by all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, I think Jessica Ch- took it. Yeah. Jessica Chastain, she's great. Um, I, see, I felt like, I felt she was forced. I didn't feel like she was forced at all. I felt like. Yeah, I did. I actually felt that out of everyone, she might have been the most forced. I think she played such a good woman who is emotionally damaged by men in her life. Her her father, her husband, just emotionally damaged. She just had that, yeah. that blank, um, hurt look. Yeah. And she, I thought she did such a good job. Because we've seen Jessica Chastain in roles where she's chatty and peppy. Like, we think about Molly's Game and other movies that she's been in that I'm blanking at right now. Um, you know, she was great in, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. So to play someone like this, who's just, just damaged and just, you know, just trying to suppress all these emotions and they're coming back to life. She did a great job. <laughs> oh, that's a great, uh. Shout out to this lady, am I right? Um, oh, oh man. And we don't appreciate yeah. James McAvoy enough. He does a great job in movies. He does. And I, I mean, just go watch Split. I yeah. think that's personally his best performance. But the one other actor I didn't want to give a shout out to... Bill Skarsgård, I got to give him credit. I really thought he did a good job bringing it to life. First one and second one. I mean, he was good, man. He was good and 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 the one scene and I don't I, I don't want to ruin that scene, but the makeup scene. I, yeah. I I really think it was so it was so good and it was kind of cool to see those mannerisms play in and stuff and uh he did a good job with that. I he's got the perfect Man, man, mannerisms about him for that mm. part, and I thought he did a well job. Yeah, with the, it. the physicality of, of the roles in this movie was an important part, and I think the actors did a good job. Julia, who's scarier? And we're joined by Julia Cocosa, of course, at Jules underscore Coco. Anyway, Julia, who's scarier, Pennywise or the Jangly Man? Oh my God, I'm glad you brought that up. I would say the Jangly Man. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was actually going to say that a lot of the creatures, I guess you could call them in this movie, remind me of us. Uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Interesting. So I was like, I was confused because I was like, wait, did they like kind of take that? I don't know that. Uh, what's his name? Who's the director of that movie? Uh, well, it wasn't so well, much the director, but it was the producer. Well, based on a book, yeah, but the producer is Guillermo I'm del like, Toro. But did they kind of like tie it into that? Mm. Well, no. not, n- not tied in, but copied? Uh. Because it was very, very similar. Well, they were both in production at the same time, these movies. So I don't know who like said what. It was, like, creepy enough but not scary enough, if you get what I mean. Yeah, they're definitely creepy. Well, Jules Coco, I, I definitely rate how, um, not how good or bad a movie is, but how scary a movie is by how many times Julia kind of jumps up in her seat. This was, like, a, a six-jumper. Yeah. Movie, Julia, you—they had a good. They were pretty effective was, with their yeah, pop-out there was scares. Quite a few. Yeah, there was. And they're not like you. And, even, and you know them. Co- you know they're coming. Yeah, you that's do. the other part it's, too. And they yeah. still—they still make you jump too, which means they're pretty good. Julia, uh, what are your thoughts on this movie? 
So basically pretty much what I said. I mean, it was good, but, like, you made a good point. I was, like, I was more excited for the first one. And then this one, I don't know, it just seemed a little repetitive. It went, it went, it was too long. It wasn't necessary to be that long. They could have wrapped it up faster and better. I think they tried to make fans happy because, they, you know what it is? I, again, I didn't watch the original. I didn't read the book, but just something about this movie screamed. People love the first one. They love the kids. Get the I kids think, in this one. I think because the original, I mean, the first one and the original tie in very well together. How so? I mean, I can't remember the last time. I, I remember seeing the original. I just don't know when. It was a while ago. But I just remember, like, it being kind of, like... Organized? Yeah, I guess more organized. Well, I I think the, the tough thing with the producers of this movie is they had a hit on their hand with the first hit. People loved it. People were kind of caught up in this whole Stranger Things vibe. You have the kids riding the bikes in the neighborhood, 80s nostalgia. And this one... Wasn't 80s nostalgia, it takes place in the modern time, so you get that kind of eliminated. The story has the kids grown up, so you have the whole kids being foul factor taken out, kids being scared, parents not believing kids factors taken out because they're all adults. So it kind of loses that charm. And I don't feel like I didn't feel like they made up for that lack of charm. Does that make sense to me, Julie? It does. Sense? I agree. So, something about kids in horror situations almost elevates movies. And with adults, it's kind of like, meh. Yeah. Now, that that being said, still, this movie definitely succeeded in being creepy. Um, great visual effects, I thought. Really great visual effects. I thought good acting performances. Um, yeah, my for, rarely does this happen, but my faults with this movie really lied in the storytelling aspect of this movie and the, the structure of this movie. And for that, I give this movie on the Fisher scale, one to ten kernels. I give this one six kernels out of ten. Wow. Boyle. Would you give the first one? I give the first one maybe like an eight or a nine. Mm. Okay. Boyle? Do her first. All right, Julia. One to ten kernels, what do you give this one? I was stuck between a seven and an eight. Mm. But I That would be may... a 7.5. Yeah, I think it's more towards a seven. All right, for all the reasons why you laid out earlier. Yeah. Do appreciate it. Julia, what did you give the first one, you think? Oh, the first one for probably like a 9 out of 10. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that one. Me too. But I really love that movie. And I, I was so ready to see the second one right away. But, uh, here we go, boy. Yeah, I just, I was kind of hoping I could find a certain picture, but I can't. Um, you need to definitely, not only, like I said, when this comes out, see both back to back. I think you're... Perception may be a little bit different, but just riddle me that and try it. Definitely see the original because that also, I think, will factor in the way you perceive it and just and appreciate it more. Like And appreciate maybe things differently, especially because of now watching the other one in comparison. You'll be like, wow, these two movies blew the original out of the way. But I will say... I told you I really did enjoy this movie just as much as the first. I just watched the first one last night and, you know, coming into this tonight. To me, it blended well. It was directed well. It all flowed exactly the way it should have. It, it picked right up. There was. It almost felt like I didn't breathe. It felt like I did get the closure to the, the way the first movie really was. And it just feel like I kind of got my whole it realm. And I, if I was to suggest this to people, I would say... Watch the first one again. Like, don't don't go to this without seeing the first one because that maybe you'll run into that same problem you did with the clunkiness. But I, I feel that 
it did flow well. I did find that I laughed the whole time, even in the which I appreciated too. That even in the even in there was like one or two scenes that it was a little scary. Like you still got picked up from Bill Hader, or someone like making a joke. Like it was, um, it was still enjoyable enjoyable to me. And I'm gonna do the same score I gave it one, it chapter one, and it chapter two coming in eight out of ten on the uh, Fisher scale with the Colonels. Um, I really liked it, man. It, it lived up to what I needed it to be and wanted it to be. So I'm I'm happy about that. I really am. I'll buy it. I'll buy it when it all comes out. Thank you, Boyle. Uh, while Boyle checks our Twitter responses at the BNR podcast, Julie had one more thing she wanted to say about the first one that came out in 2017. Actually, it was about this one. Oh, okay. I don't want to give a spoiler away, though. Oh. It would be a major spoiler. You to tell us you, about you what Woody and Buzz do again? I, I, no. There's something that they tied into this movie tonight that I just... It basically has to do with the ending and like what they do, but why? I didn't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I liked that. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Well, in order to get Julia's thoughts, text her. Uh, you can text her <laughs> at four. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she'll uh, she'll leave know. a private voicemail for you. No, what do you mean? I actually. Feel it basically like- just it's like where it brings them back to kind of the same spot as the first one. Yep. But basically, what they do differently this time. I, I just thought it was. It was interesting how they randomly tied something like that into a movie like this. Again, not everyone likes the ending. Yeah, and that was uh, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like that's the whole, and that's almost the whole joke it's, of the whole movie. Right. It's like because it, the book is written, right. it's already done, it's and it was kind of like I almost felt like that's what they were doing. He was mocking himself in his movie the whole time and in the book. Yeah, like it was just kind of because right. I think those were the real things that came out when it first came out. But I know. Like, I talked to a few people I work with today, and they were like, I am pumped to see that movie. And my mom said the same thing, like, because they read the book or they were so, they knew about it when they were growing up or something. And you know what's funny is Stephen King, one of his themes and tropes in his books and obviously in the movies that take place um, based on his books is he's kind of obsessed with the, it's up a little bit higher, Boyle, is with the kind of craft of writing. Since Stephen King, of course, is a writer, he's the one writing this book. There's a lot of writers that are characters in his books. Right. You have, you know, the guy from The Shining, the guy from Misery. Obviously, the character in this movie that's a writer who has his books turned into movies. Yeah. It's almost like he's kind of commenting on the writing process. And in this one, his commentary was, everyone's a critic. Not everyone likes the ending. Right. That kind of thing. So, it's funny that that carried through with this movie. Julia? No, I agree. Uh, classic. I, the movie. I, it's tough. I understand what you're saying, Boyle. I really do. I do. I, I just have a tough time fully endorsing, and a movie where it's like, what I need to see something else to completely, yeah. you know, because yeah, this story wasn't done though. That's different. It's it's different if I think Nick, if you if it was like Rush Hour and Rush Hour Two, or like like movies that you made a sequel because you had to. This was a story that wasn't done like this if you read the book you'd be like i think you'd appreciate it because this was they just had to take a two-year hiatus to make a new film but they just but they shouldn't have the they should have just done it once they yeah. the way they did it though was just the structure of this movie is just like it's everyone it, everyone has their own individual scene and he likes ending his it's off. just it was just like kind of like all right what was what was the point of that scene what was the point of that scene you know what i mean it was because just because when they had to go so you understood too that like they all didn't know their memories right yeah. That's so th- so to them, they had to see, they had to go into a familiar place to relive a memory. I so know. you were seeing the memory that they relived 
when they were all separated because that was the only way they could have a token because that's the when that like it like see got when you explain that to me that makes you feel a little bit, a little bit better and about then the like movie. and then in the, and then at the same time of them getting this memory a new memory occurs because he's there. He's feeding off of them of this virus. Yeah. So it's the same it scenario. Just, that, you know? that was the thing, though. It just felt so repetitive. Like, they're on their own. Oh, everything seems fine. Oh, like, oh, this thing. Like, it was no. just like... Even they knew something bad was coming. I know. It's just like... I like... And he's more powerful now, too. And that's one of the things Mike says in the beginning is, dude, like... He has had time to sit there and think, like, he knows, like, this yeah. is, we are at a wicked disadvantage right now because you guys don't even remember things. Like, you need to be brought back up to speed. You think you remember Pennywise. You don't remember all the memories. Go here. And we only saw one memory. It happened to them multiple times. You know what I mean? So I think you have to take that into play, too. And those were memories we didn't even see in the first one. So I appreciate that, too, because they could have just used old memories, you know, that, um... That would have just brought it up differently. Also, I did look, and their scenarios were different than the original It, by the way, with what they encountered. Just throwing that out there. So good kudos to that in the movie. <laughs> Eastwood McFly tweeted at us. He, he had some thoughts about this movie. Our guy from Dual Redundancy. Shout out to them. They have great Emmy coverage going on right now. What did Dave say? My expectations were high, and unfortunately, the film did not float up to that level. Overly long and so many scares that there weren't adequate time to really feel creeped out or terrified. Bill Hader was great, though. God bless Twitter. I know that I was upset when they went from increasing their characters from 140 to 280, but that was a perfect use of all the characters, Dave, totally. I have to say. Uh, yeah, Dave, I, I agree with you on that. I think... Uh, yeah, there's just some scenes that they really could have cut out. It was a little long. Um, and there's also scenes that was just intentionally creepy to be creepy, but it didn't serve a purpose to the larger plot either. I guess maybe it was just, like, for character development. But, like, that scene with Pennywise under the bleachers, if you take that out of the movie, what do you really lose? I know you're going to say, Boyle, like, to get the f to know the fact that Pennywise is he's back and he's ruthless. Like, I could have gotten that already. Uh, the Bauer sub subplot, I... It didn't really have the a power subplot. Which one was that? The insane asylum kid. Oh, yeah. I think that was added in. Actually, I don't remember if that was really the case or not. I will tell you, I agree with you on the uh, the bleachers thing. That was an unnecessary. Thing. That could have been taken out. 100%. It, it almost seemed like it was something that they made for the trailer, and yeah. then they didn't use it. In any of the I trailers. also felt like their ending cute goodbye montage, like. Didn't really need to happen, but cool. Like, thanks for doing it. But like, this whatever. movie was built off montages happening under voiceover. <laughs> I think there was like three in this movie. It got so excessive at one point. I actually looked over at both of you at that very end scene, and like, because I didn't know, like, and I kind of caught up. Oh, there's different voices. Because like, three of the guys sounded completely the yeah. same, and yeah. I was like, what? And then I saw you guys make a face too, and I was like, okay, so I'm not lost. <laughs> okay, cool. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I, were there things that they could shave off some of that meat, man? For sure. Like shawarma. Like, ooh, love shawarma. Well, um, we had someone else who did us. Did you have another thought? But I was just, no, I was just going to say I'd be limited with which, um, I'd be limited with, with what they cut out. Because I think that there were some that were necessary and then some that weren't. If that makes sense. Yeah, sure. But I agree with you on that one scene you talked about. 
Um, so, some of us say, did we get tweeted out again? Or is that no, just Jules? No, that was just Jules just tweeting out that we were going to be doing this today. Oh, I love it. Yeah. because Jules, thank you for your support. <laughs> Mark did have some thoughts on it, but he didn't really, like, text me thoughts. My Uncle Kenny saw it. Yeah, what do you think? He liked the beginning, and then he said it started to just, like, get... According to my dad, and now I'm hearing the second hand, he said it started to get unrealistic, which I was like, what's that supposed to mean in a horror movie? So I would like to get Kenny's thoughts on that at some point. Okay. I might even have him. I feel like it's what he's thinking what I was thinking about. Oh, with how it ends ends. Oh, I can see what he says, and now it helps with her thoughts. They try to tie that whole part in, and I'm just kind of like, where did this come? Like, they didn't even mention any of this in the first movie, and then obviously in the second movie they tied it in, but I'm like, where did that come from? And it has to do with one of the scenes where Mike um, brings, what's his name? Snooki. Is it him? No. Mike and who? Uh... (laughs) Into the, like, room that he lives in, and he puts a thing over his head. You remember that Oh, scene? yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it has to do with that. I just don't understand how that... Uh, Georgie? No, it wasn't Georgie, no. The ritual? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what it was, but I didn't want to oh, really give... Like, yeah, oh, my. I didn't really want to... But I just don't understand how that ties... I didn't really want to give it away, but I don't know if that's a spoiler, so... I just don't understand how that really ties into any, any of the movie. Like, the first or second one. Like, correct, where... me wrong, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, too, but the climax of the movie is basically almost identical to the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be. I know. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And... We're just going to do this again? All right. And interesting enough, you didn't see anyone like floating or anything this time, which I thought was funny. Oh, yeah. Like they got it. They got no, in no, early. Here's, whoa, whoa. here's <laughs> my thing. Floating. I'm disappointed yeah. that. But you know what I mean. All those too. children, we, or everyone we saw floating, that nobody came back. I thought that maybe like once he was, you know, he did his thing, that no, you dude. would just be like, you see George, you just like wait. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's the whole you know point. Great? Like, and if, that's what you're supposed to know in the first one is that like, no, nah, he got eight right then and there. Right. You know, you know like, he still gone. has defeat. Right. You know what I would love to see what? at the end of the movie? You know, things happen. All of a sudden, Thackeray Binks. Thackeray Binks! <laughs> Emily, <laughs> my soul is finally freed. Longest, I would have been like, what? For the, for the longest time, I thought his name was Zachary Binks. Yeah, no, but it wasn't just school. me, it was a lot of people. A lot of people thought it was. You're you're not wrong. Uh, that would have been, I would have died <laughs> laughing, stood up in the theater clapping. Uh, you know, I would have applauded this movie. I would have thrown flowers at the screen if Thackeray <laughs> Binks showed up at the end. Thackeray Binks! Thackeray Binks! Which is VSA. It's. Two, two and a half weeks away from Hocus Pocus season. That's that movie, right. 10 out of 10 out of 10 out of 10. 100 out of 10. I love that movie. <laughs> Thackeray Binks. <laughs> that movie, that's that's a movie right there. All right. I, you know what? Bill Hader said it best, and I want to go out on this. It's. I don't think this movie's a horror. It's an adventure. And I ad, I admired him saying that. It was like... It's more, it is. It's not a thriller. It's not, it's, susp- I mean, it's got suspense, but it's like, and, and those, those horror things, but it's like, you know what Pennywise is, you know what he's capable of, you know what he looks like, so that scare factor's gone, and it's more of like the adventures of them getting to the end. This movie is definitely a commentary on adults trying to recapture their adolescence by trying to rekindle an adventure they went on as a kid. However, it's told via a, you know, entity by whatever, you know, and trying to terrify them because it's killing people. Yep. All good horror movies are basically another story, another kind of theme with the horror movie wrapped around it, kind of like an M&M. Mm-hmm. The horror is the hard candy shell, but underneath you get the sweet chocolate. 
Mm. And this, with this movie, I feel like it was a commentary on like getting old stinks, and yeah. some of the best times were when you're a little kid. But sometimes you forget what it's like to be a little kid, and sometimes you need to every now and then kind you of need to be somewhere in order to remember. Rekindle, yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I, that's what I meant. Like, wow, kudos, I, Stephen King. Good wow, job. After saying that, I kind of want to change my score to a five. I'm You're just such kidding. a jerk. I know. I'm a jerk. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite K- Stephen King movie? Uh, well, The Shining, because I think that's like a nine or a ten. Okay. Uh, that movie's terrifying. I need to see that movie in theaters. I'm gonna throw back. I don't know if anyone on that's listening to this has ever even heard of it, but if you've ever seen the movie and it's a huge book, Red Rose, terrifying. Have fun with that one. I actually took. What's it about? It's about a haunted house, similar to American Horror Story first season, where there's a multiple different stories in this big mansion that all tie together but are all terrifying stories. It was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Wow. I would love to see it again. And not for nothing, a lot of Stephen King's movies are getting remade right now, Netflix-wise or in the theaters. Oh, And if they remake that, I'm going to tell you that's going to be the scariest movie you'll ever see because it's it's frightening. He is. He's been writing since, I think, the 60s, 70s, at least 70s. Wow. He has had, uh, he, is, he has 60 published books. Shh. Think about that. That is insane. And he's great. I all writing for Maine. That's why this one takes place in Maine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just up in his Maine house. I've re- you know what's funny is the first book of his I've read was actually a Red Sox book he co-wrote with someone else about the 2004 Red Sox. I read it, that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a very Wait, popular book for people book? our age. I forget. But yeah, there was two writers, and, and they were like oh. season ticket holders, and they went to games, and they documented it, and it turns out they won the World Series that year. Great book. Uh, not a horror movie at all. Um, I'm actually, I took out a Stephen King book from my local library, and I'm very excited. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to read a bunch of Stephen King books, but I took out The Dead Zone, I'm going to go read it tonight. Wow. It That's was, how it, you're going to end it. It was at the Barrington Library, and it was like, it's 1,139 pages. I was like, I, I don't have time to read that. <laughs> I, I don't. You don't. I but bet. at some point. Maybe yeah. next summer. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Julia, do you have any favorite seeming I don't know if I have a favorite. I don't know if I've seen enough of them, but I will say the one that creeps me out the most and I find most scariest is Children of the Corn. Ooh. <laughs> that is creepy. Good pick. I feel like my mom and grandma would appreciate that. That, that was pick. a good pick. What'd you, what do you remember about that movie, Julia? Not to put you on the spot. I've just like creepy stuff. Like... I don't even know, like, them, like, being in, like, the, what's it, the barn they were in. Remember the kids? I never saw it. You never saw it? Nope. Oh, my God. There's just so, I don't even know how to explain it. There's just so many, like, creepy things about it. It's like, just picture kids, corn, a farm, a barn, and they do crazy things. I'm sold. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about, <laughs> Julia, I'm assuming you're not talking about the, oh, you probably are talking about the 1984 version. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I mean. Like, a lot of, Stephen King's very lucky. Like, a lot of his stuff is getting remade right now, and he's... He's well, flourishing again. Well, I mean, it's because people have been re- people have been turning his books into movies since like Carrie, which was yeah. like nineteen seventy something. I think. I think maybe even, probably even earlier. And Carrie was the first remake a couple years back, a few years ago. Yep, they yep. remade that Misery. They that got an Oscar for Kathy Bates. Oh, so, so his movies good. have won Oscars. Book his books have won. Well, you know what I mean. Um, and then, like Boyle said, like Pet Cemetery, they remade. It came out this year. You had Carrie remade. Yeah, Children of the Corn have been Gerald's been game remade. on Netflix. Yep. He think he had another one on Netflix too. He's actually. had it remade now. Yep. Um Yeah, man. He's the, definitely got Dark plans. Tower. Uh, well, and then there's that though. Dark t- so the whole thing is that if you want to start getting conspiracy, but the the Dark Tower is what controls all of the his stuff movies. in the Stephen King books. All of Did you know that, Jules? What is it? 
So the the Dark Tower is actually it's a series of books he wrote. So he wrote a series of books, and the Dark Tower is the the book and movie that's supposed to be about all of oh. his. It stems. It's like oh, a galaxy, like that's it like stems. And it's, I think if I understand correctly from what my friend Brendan Sullivan told me, is that the Dark Tower books explains why all the bad things happen in all of his books and movies. That's crazy, isn't it crazy? And then there's another book called The Light House, and that explains. The dark town. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just <laughs> that. so dumb. All right, follow the show on Twitter at the BNR Podcast, at the Boiling Ross Podcast on Instagram. We didn't have any Instagram messages. Yeah. Hi, yeah, I know. We've kind of been slacking on the Instagram. Oh. We should have taken a picture at the IMAX thing today. It could have been us jumping in the air and then it says "You'll float too." Oh, uh. wait. We could still do that in the parking lot of this IHOP. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> yeah. Bye, taking it.